0: Hey, I'm Mel Power and this is the Command the Price You Deserve show. Every week I'll be sharing real life stories and business hacks and chatting with fabulous guests to help you realise your own value and worth and design a business and life that you love. It's your weekly dose of positivity with real truth talk and just a little bit of fun thrown in that will compound your own energy to take action for yourself. I'm excited. Let's go. I'll see you on the inside. Hey, it's Mel Power and welcome back to this episode of Command the Price You Deserve. Now, this is part four in a little mini series within this series called The Art of the Sale. This final part is all about coming to the end of our little pathway, our beautiful sales journey pathway, which mine is in an English garden. We've got a beautiful white picket fence with little gates and lavender. It's coming to the end of that pathway where we've had a really nice experience and conversation with our potential client and it's time for them to make a decision as to whether they want to come and work with us or not. In the last episode, I've talked about what happens when they say yes, which is easy, right? We bring them into our onboarding process and everything gets moving. But what I want to talk about today is this one thing. What happens if they say no? This one concept is why most people don't want to do sales because they are frightened of the no that happens. What I want you to understand if this is you and you feel fearful of this, you have to understand that when people say no, it's never about us. It's always something that's going on for them. And I want you to understand there are ways that we can gently ask our client to share what's going on and if you've spent this nice process of having a chat with them you would have built up some rapport and trust with them and there are a couple of reasons why people say no. So I want to just position a simple Process of let's go back to the hairdresser because I've been using this all the way through, and it's a really easy example because as women, we all go to the hairdressers, right? So I'm in the chair, and uh, I've been through the process of understanding what needs to happen for me to have hair extensions. And my gorgeous hairdresser has presented to me the different options. Now I'm sitting in that chair going, okay, I could be thinking this is a little more expensive than what I had budgeted for. Now, most people will not feel comfortable in telling you that. Sometimes people will feel embarrassed that they don't want people to think that they can't afford it. Some people don't care, but a lot of people will and they won't want to disclose that to you, okay? I could also be thinking in the chair, hmm, wow, maybe this is going to damage my hair even more. I'm a little concerned. Or I could be thinking something like, hmm, how much is the maintenance going to be on these things? There's all of these questions that are coming up. So as the service provider on this journey, we don't know what questions are going to come up from the client. And this is why it's really important to simply make the offer, hey Mel, this is what we think, these are your options, Uh, we think that option number three is going to be best for your hair extensions. I need some time to actually allow my brain to process that and actually come up with the questions that I need to. What are my concerns? Now, here's the mistake that most people make at this point. Because most people are not comfortable with silence, we fill the space with words and then those words potentially will bring up more objections that the client, potential client hasn't even thought of yet, which may not have even been an issue, but will become an issue because we've put them there. So at this stage, what we do is simply give our potential client the space to process and see what comes up. Now, I could be at the point where I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder how much this maintenance is going to cost. And the silence may have gone on. Now, as the service provider, the hairdresser could break that by saying hey Mel is there anything you want to ask me at this stage that's a beautiful but beautiful way to have the conversation and you know what she's opened the invitation now I feel comfortable to share so I might come back and say you know what actually there is I'm actually worried about my hair that are these tapes and the extensions going to damage my hair and you can answer the question. You can say, well, actually, Mel, no, because we've got a unique way of actually putting them in there that protects the hair. And I go, oh, fantastic. Tick, my question's been answered. Now, the hairdresser might say to me, I, is there anything else you, you, you wanted to ask me, Mel? And I'm going, actually, there is. You know what? I'm just wondering, what, how many, what's the maintenance on this? How many times do I have to come back? And then the hairdresser would say something, hey, Mel, because you've actually got our two Posh to Wash package, it's actually going to be included in all of that. We'll keep an eye on it and we can actually just simply um, take them out and put them in one of your regular visits. And I've gone, wow, okay, this kind of sounds like it's all working and it's all included for me. Now the hairdresser might come back again and ask another question. But we're going to hold that because we're going to throw to a very short break. We're going to hear from an incredible woman about her journey, of how she's commanded the price that she's deserved. And then I'm going to come back and come back with the rest of the questions.
1: Hey guys, my name is Sue Gazelle. I've got a bookkeeping practice in Wellington called Third Arm Edmund. Uh, we have been going for 12 years and I've been doing what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I've been bookkeeping for. Twenty plus years, so been doing this for a while. Um, I joined the Kickstart program with Mel about eighteen months ago, probably, and it was after catching up with Mel at uh, a partner connect, partner connect, or actually it might have been an ICNZB conference. Um, and I just, I kind of had lost a bit of mojo. I was um, we were doing stuff because that's how we'd always done it spend a lot of time working for our clients, so working in the business, but not on the business. So this was a really amazing opportunity to spend some time kind of tidying up third arm, you know, like tidying up our processes and procedures. Um, (laughs) Simple things, they seem simple now, but they were overwhelming at the time, which is probably why I didn't do them. But kind of simple things like um, tidying up our proposals, sorting out our onboarding process, you know, like streaming some of that stuff. Um, You know, sitting in client meetings and I had a a need, I was hopeless actually, at just talking and um, I always felt like I needed to be everything to everybody so Mel has really refocused me on kind of what I'm doing and whenever I sit in a meeting I have, there's a little Mel sitting on my shoulder in my ear you know going it's actually okay to say no and if they don't want to do this at your at your um, price then you know maybe they're not the right customer for you so um it's this has really refocused me our achievements are lots and lots and lots of little things but but also kind of putting some of those um kind of some of our goals into place you know like so we set some uh some goals and targets around kind of what our growth was going to be and the number of new clients that we're going to have and turnover and all that kind of stuff and we've absolutely kicked those out of the park this year so it's just been a real kind of refocus to get things um on track we've kind of won some awards and you know it's been a pretty amazing year and this whole refocus through this kickstart program has kind of been a massive part of that uh so if you are um kind of going into bookkeeping uh, or you you kind of think that you, you know, kind of wondering where to go next, I kind of my advice to you would be that you just get out of it what you put into it. You only get out of it what you put into it. So it's it's like the advice that we give to our clients, right? You've got to, um, you know, it's all very well and good working in your business, but you actually got to work on it. You've got to kind of have some goals and some processes and procedures and kind of some drive to get to where you're going. So, yeah, sign up for the Kickstart program. It has been
0: awesome for us. Talk to you soon. Hey, welcome back. We're moving into now the last part of what I like to call in the world of sales as closing the sale, which means you're bringing your client to the point in your little pathway, your beautiful journey of helping that client get to where they want to be, they're making a decision. So at this point, you've allowed some silence. The client has actually said, hey, these are some questions that I've got. Now, at this stage, the client may come up with the money objection. And this is a real valid objection. And so often it might be something like, hey, I'm just a little concerned. This is probably a little bit more than I budgeted for, and I'm a little concerned about the ongoing maintenance. And this is the stage where we just simply need to open up and talk about money. And this is the thing you need to understand. Most people don't feel comfortable. Now, the conversation could also go something like this. You might say to the client, hey, Julie, is there anything else that you wanted to ask? And Julie might go, no. And then that is when we need to bring the client to a point of decision. We must bring them to a point of decision. There is a yes and there is a no. A maybe is not acceptable. A maybe will waste the client's time and a maybe will waste our time. And so we need to learn to actually Simply ask the client for a yes or a no. And at this stage, Julie's going to go, well, actually, you know what, Mel, I, no, I just don't think it's the right thing for me at this time. Now, what most of us will do is go a bit flappy. We'll get into a spin and go, oh, oh what do I do? She said, no, oh my goodness, like, you know, a no, it's, you know, it's all about me and and oh, she's rejected me. Julie hasn't rejected us at all. She's just, she's got some concerns there, but she's not comfortable in raising them. Because we've spent the time developing trust and rapport and demonstrating our value, we've asked permission from her several times during during our beautiful little sales walk. It is completely appropriate for us to ask, well, Okay, Julie. What, what, what's what's going on for you? Tell me what's going on in your head. Why do you feel that way? Ask her to tell you. Ask her to tell you. She might go, oh, oh, okay. Um, and she'll tell you. It could be, well, Mel, I'm just, I'm just a little bit worried about my budget. Um, I don't think I can do it just right now. Now we know what's going on with the client, we can actually then say, well, okay, Julie, is this something you really want to do? Julie's going to go, well, actually, yeah, it is Mel, because as I said before, I know that, you know, I'm going to feel better when I have these hair extensions in place. We've kind of swapped personas around here, but that's okay. And so then we can say, well, okay, Julie, I really respect that you've been open with me and shared with me about your budget. You know, it is an investment, but I also understand that you value that investment because you know it's going to make you feel better. So is it a timing thing, Julie? Would it be better if we booked you in next month to do this? And Julie will go, actually, you know what, Mel, That's kind of suits me better. And then you're going to go, okay, great. All you are doing is opening up the conversation. This is not about a battle to close the sale. We do not behave like that and we do not do that. All we are asking the client to do is be truthful and share. Now, here's the thing. Some people will completely clam up at this stage. And if they do, you know what? That's okay. If they don't want to share with you, that's okay too. Always be respectful, mindful, and don't burn that person at this point in time. Always make sure they feel nurtured and respected because remember they've given you their time. You've both invested time into this this walk that you've done together. They may not want to share, and if they don't, that's okay. Make sure they're looked after, make sure that they're continually going to be nurtured, whether it's through emails from you or text messages of updates or whatever it might be in the way that you want to nurture your customers. But that's really important. But what we're looking for at this point is a yes or a no. That's the important thing. The maybe, oh, I need to think about it. Okay, well, Julie, we're here now together what is it that you need to think about it? Let's, let's talk about it. Get her to open up. If she still doesn't want to do it, then you can just say, well, okay, Julia, really appreciate you sharing with me. That's okay. Obviously, you know, it's not going to be the right time for you right now, and that's okay. Just move them into the yes or no. Really, really, really important sometimes people don't make decisions or they can be very indecisive because they've always done it that way now you could go into a battle of wills about that but i've always found that when you start to do that it pushes people like to the edge of the cliff so think of it this way you're going on that little pathway and at the end of that pathway there's there's a cliff right now If you're using pushy sales tactics like people do out there, they'll take people on that journey and they'll bring them to the cliff and literally dangle them over there so they feel like they're endangered and then they're forced to make a decision. We do not do that. It's unethical. It's an awful way to do sales. What we do is we come through that lovely gate and we have a beautiful conversation and we allow our potential client to make their own decision. Whatever happens, we want them to know that we are a safe place for them to come back to at any time, at any time. And they can continue on their pathway off to the right or they can continue with us. We do not ever, ever push somebody to that cliff. We do not do it that is the journey of sales. What I've just shared with you over the last four episodes is about how to treat people with care and respect and heart so that you know that you're always doing the right thing and people that come into your world and engage with you will have a beautiful and a special experience. Now, here's the thing. We're human. We don't always get it right. I can tell you in my sales journey, I have done lots of wrong things. I've had people on sales teams sales teams that have led my potential clients to the cliff and I've had to pull it up and go, no, we do not do that. I've had to go back and clean messes up. We don't always get it right. But let me tell you, if you have the right heart and you're always prepared to do the right thing, you will never Ever go wrong. That's it from me today. I would love you to fall in love with sales because it's all about you providing value to the people in your world. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe so you get your weekly dose of positivity and knowing your own worth please feel free to share with your clients and your friend leave us a review and i'd love to hear your thoughts about any other topics that you would like me to talk about don't forget to jump onto our website to access all the free tools and resources that we have to actually help you command the price that you deserve all the links are below and you can follow me at the More power on all the platforms that's it from me see you next week and bye for now